0: About or drowns out the noise. Drinking her wine in a beer a
1: smile The song you I just heard is called Reasons Not to Take a Chance, and it was written and performed by Brighton Stoll, a country musician currently living in Bonner Springs, hello. Kansas. Stoll, who grew up in Marysville, Kansas, know. has been working on his craft since junior high and continued to write and produce songs throughout high school and college. He has written and produced two EPs and is currently working on a full-length album, which he hopes to release this fall. I'm Brianna Childers with the Topeka Capital Journal, and this is Music Memos. I... Was looking at your website yesterday and noticed how you have like the heartland troubadour thing. Um, yeah, I kind of. That's my new branding thing. Okay, <laughs> so I want to like talk to you about what, like how you um, feel like you embody a troubadour, because I have ideas of like what I think a troubadour is. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that.
0: I'm, I'm confused real <laughs> like, quick. What is a tr- troubadour?
1: It's kind of like a very like middle age. Kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's
2: funny. Like, It's funny how it's it's worked out that I, th- when I Googled it because I came up with this idea and then I was like, well, I better make sure I actually know what this word means. And it was like people who write stories into songs and then sing them in like the Middle Ages. Like I think it came from France and it was like people who like would go to castles and sing their songs in – uh, the Middle Ages, and for some reason, country artists have, like, taken the word, oh, so, that's and and made it about, like, being, a instead of running around castles in Europe, you, like, run around bars and honky-tonks <laughs> and sing your songs and tell your stories. Instead, it's like George Strait's got a song about troubadours. There's a really oh, famous, probably one of, one of, if not the most famous red dirt band is called the Turnpike Troubadours, so... The name has gotten popular in country.
1: Well, I um, have been watching Gilmore Girls a lot recently. I'm just like making my way through it again. <laughs> and um, they have a, it's the town that, Gilmore Girls is set in is this like really small town in Connecticut, mm-hmm. but they have like a town troubadour. And so whenever I saw that on your huh. website, I was wondering like, cause like my idea of the troubadour is like someone who like travels around a lot and kind of like you said, like the middle mm-hmm. age, like they traveled from like castle to castle. So yeah, I wanted to know your opinion on what a troubadour was. Yes. <laughs> That's. And you're a Heartland troubadour. So that I guess plays into growing up in Kansas. Yep, exactly. So. Um yeah so let's just talk about you growing up in Marysville what was that like
2: Uh I thought it was great. Um I mean I don't have the experience of what it's exactly it's like to grow up in a bigger town mm-hmm. but
1: How know, big is Marysville?
2: About 3000 people. Okay. So it's pretty like small. That. Yeah. Graduated with like 65 people. And now I you know I and then I went to KU and told people that and they're like 65 people what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, well, that I, I thought I went to a big school because I switched out of a school where I would have graduated with like twelve.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you major in at KU?
2: Mechanical engineering.
1: Okay.
2: Nothing to do with music. At yeah.
1: All. <laughs> so, when you were at KU, did you do anything musical related? Yeah. So, I mean, since
2: since high school, I've been I've been working on it. You know, writing songs, playing in bars, and you know, doing what I can. Um, but you know, my main focus was going to school, get good grades, go to school, get a degree, get a, get a day job. Mm -hmm. Recently I've, I've switched my day job out to one that's more flexible. And so now I've got time to really push on the music thing. And, and, and now I've, I've kind of built up a better understanding and, and more contacts than I ever had when I was in college. And Mm so I'm, um, I'm really headed down now. I'm, I'm pushing for it now.
1: Well, you know Lawrence, I feel like I went to KU too. Um, Lawrence is good decision. Yes, <laughs> he's a K stater. Trader. They have a really. I, they're known for like their music scene. Do you feel like that helped you at all in pursuing your career?
2: I think it. It definitely helped that I was able to go to a lot of concerts, um, especially like like I would go to the Granada mm-hmm. a lot. They started having more more country shows and and. Um, it, it's good to get what I really like about Lawrence is getting like a big mix of music and ideas and yeah. different kinds of people. Although I will say Lawrence may not be like the number one place for country music.
1: Oh, I agree. It's, <laughs> it's very like hipster, yeah. and I'd say it's more along the lines to like folk music and stuff yeah. like that. So,
2: and that's that's great to to get into too. I mean, I love listening to listening to less poppy. So I've still it's still got kind of a country feel, but more folky Americana, right. whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. So um, you also mentioned on your website that um, you um, were taught growing up about um, how to tell stories and music. Can you kind of talk about that?
2: This is something that I've started to think about recently. It was how like early on, I was trying to write stories. I mean, in elementary school, I, I tried to write books, and I think it had to do with the fact that I just read tons and tons and tons of books. The reading thing died off a little bit around, like, junior high, but, but that always kind of stuck with me, and it seemed like I was always trying to tell stories, and without even realizing it, I think I just switched from from trying to write a book, because I could never write enough detail to get a whole book done. Uh And I just switched to doing songs without even, like, thinking about the fact that I was still writing stories, just shorter ones and Mm -hmm. three minutes at a time. Right. So, in a way, like, I've just always been telling stories, and I just kind of realized that in the last few months, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I used to do that. I've just been (laughs) – just haven't stopped, have I?
1: (laughs) So, was there anyone in your life that influenced you to allow you to – write stories?
2: I think just, uh, probably the biggest thing was getting pushed a little bit and, and encouraged to read stories. Like I said, I did a lot of reading as a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but as far as, you know, write stories or, or write songs, I don't know that there wasn't a, a ton of folks that, that did that specifically. My dad played music, but he didn't really write it. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it probably came from reading all kinds of stories and just wanting to make up my own.
1: Right. Yeah. And um, so you are living in Kansas City now, right?
2: Yep, Kansas City area in, in uh, Bonner Springs.
1: Okay. Um, when did you start, um, like, creating your EPs and um, touring? And I know you've toured with like Clint Black and um, people like that.
2: Yeah, um, I made several CDs in in high school. I started writing songs when I was in junior high or mm-hmm. so um, and then got enough songs put together that like my sophomore year of high school, I think I made a a bad CD and then my junior year of high school, I improved that CD and then made it, released another one, my senior year of high school and those were all, yeah, you know, pretty good for a mm-hmm. high schooler, I suppose, <laughs> But but I would say that you know, what I call my, my debut album. The first one that I, that I claim still was, uh, while I was in college, my, my uh, senior year of college, I released, released what I call my debut album. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, was just focused on, on, uh, getting a good job and, and, you know, first finishing college and then getting a good job. And so now I, uh, I've gotten back into recording and, and writing more and, and, uh, released an EP last fall. And and planning to turn that into a full album this year.
1: Mm-hmm. So, did you kind of take a break there between your um, like making music in college and then now?
2: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a purposeful break. Yeah, just kind of got focused on other things, mm-hmm. and then and then really made a, a active decision to to get back into it. I started a thing I call Music Monday, mm-hmm. and so starting. 2018, I started on New Year's Day, on Music Monday. I decided to write a song every two weeks, which is still nothing compared to professional <laughs> songwriters. Yeah, but uh, I wrote a new song every two weeks and then just sang it on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And and so that helped me get back into songwriting. Not that I was ever completely out of it, but you know, it, it you know I had been writing a couple songs a year. Mm-hmm. Well, now I wrote 25. Right. Uh, So that got me back into songwriting. The next year I decided that I was going to get back into recording. Uh, So I started by turning my extra bedroom in my new house into a recording studio and then recorded the EP. This year I'm – I wouldn't say – I guess I wouldn't say I'm getting back into playing live, but I'm trying to focus more on playing live. I haven't been doing a lot of pushing for booking in the last several years. This year I'm
1: pushing. Mm Mm-hmm. So are you uh, producing your own stuff? Do you have a label or have you, what are you doing?
2: I'm all independent. Okay. Uh, I've been doing it all all on my own this whole time. Luckily, my, my father had the foresight when I was in high school that instead of taking me to spend money at a, at a studio, he said, no, we're just going to make one and mm-hmm. you're going to learn how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that has has really helped. And so now I have my own studio. I produce all my own music. Um, Of course, I don't play all the instruments. Right. but uh,
1: Do you prefer to do it that way, producing your own stuff, or would you in the future want to get a label?
2: We'll see. Um, I I really enjoy uh, being independent, being able to choose which songs I perform and and everything that comes with it. Um, But we'll see. I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that just doing stuff independently you get to choose your own sound you get to choose like you said like whatever songs and I feel like if you have a label they have a little bit more control over that so absolutely um so what how would you describe your sound
2: I would say I would call it country Mm -hmm. and I would say it's a mix but I would really say it's a mix of country and and pop and rock Mm -hmm. and maybe a little blues on certain songs Mm -hmm. um I kind of grew up actually on on like classic rock okay. a little more than country. Uh, I didn't listen listen to a ton of classic country, but kind of grew up with what was on on the radio at the time, and that was, uh, you know, two thousands country that, and I still really enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think my music kind of sounds like that. Sometimes it kind of sounds like a an Eagles song. Sometimes it sounds a little more modern with some more pop. Got some bluesy songs.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just listening to some of your songs, and I definitely think they lean more towards the traditional country than what you hear today on the radio, where I feel like country has kind of veered to more pop sounding um, for some artists.
2: Yeah, and I'm not against the pop sound, but I do like to have real instruments. And it's the... It's the fake drum tracks that get me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are some artists who have influenced your sound and you just in terms of maybe writing?
2: Oh, man. Uh, the more modern ones, uh, some, you know, some people that are popular right now. I love Chris Stapleton in, in country. Uh, some other folks would be like Frankie Ballard I really enjoy. I really like the Brothers Osborne. In uh, in kind of the, the more underground version of country, I'm a huge Jason Isbell fan. He's, he does his independent thing, mm-hmm. you know, not on a label. Um, in Texas country or Red Dirt, I really enjoy Flatland Cavalry and William Clark Green. As far as what I grew up on, it was like Billy Currington and Tim McGraw. And then the classic rock stuff like the Eagles and John Mellencamp, mm-hmm. Bob Seeger. And I'm also just a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I love songs about the ocean, <laughs> yeah, and, and having fun where it's warm.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: So it's uh, my—I, I would say my music is just a big old melting pot of all that yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, that's really good. I mean, I feel like that helps you um, have a unique sound. So, um, so your full-length album—when is that coming out? That's
2: a good question. I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My general plan is is this fall. Okay. Fall of 2020.
1: Do you have a name for it? How many songs will be on it?
2: I've always done 11 songs on my albums for some reason, and that just seems about right. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I'm planning on having about 11 songs, probably 11. Um, I'm still toying with the name. I'm thinking about going with this branding thing and calling it Heartland Troubadour.
1: I like it, very we'll s- nice. But we'll
2: see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I- I'm hoping to have have more uh, concrete plans and announcements this spring.
1: Okay. Um, and
2: some singles off of it too.
1: Okay. Why do you usually stick to eleven songs? I'm curious about that.
2: I honestly don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of how it works out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seemed. I think the albums that I listened to. In high school, when I was deciding to make albums, w- always had 11 songs on mm-hmm. them. So I just thought that was the right number. <laughs> That's fair. And now it's just stuck with me.
1: Yeah. What um, is this album kind of going to sound like?
2: I think, uh, you know, like we've talked about, I think it'll be varied. There'll be some that have more of a more of a two-step in country feel. Some of them will have more of a, a rock feel. Some of them... Or a little more bluesy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but really, I would say um, generally it'll sound kind of like the EP that that came out in the fall. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm steering towards. But one thing, it, it's it's hard to, to say because I, I'm not really sure until I record it, right. and then I have, and then I listen to it and go, "Oh, yeah, I can, yeah. yeah it sounds kind of <laughs> like that." I guess I I I'm working on this more on on focusing on what I actually want it to sound like beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also enjoy the process of just kind of recording what comes to my head and then s- see what it sounds like. See what happens.
1: Um, are you going to be doing any touring in uh, correlation with your album release, or
2: that's the plan? Uh, I'm just just getting gigs wherever I can all over uh, all over the heartland. Uh, also working on on kind of rebuilding my band, getting the band. Uh, going again, and and so up until up until we've got that, I'll be playing solo shows. I also do uh, as a duo with with my drummer, who happens to be my brother. Okay. My a brother's my drummer, and so we'll play some shows um, where I'm playing acoustic guitar, he's playing cajon. Uh, we'll do it that way for a while. Once I got the band going, we're we're planning to hit the hit the festivals and bars and dance halls as much as we can
1: mm-hmm. well i know was it this past summer you played the uh, downtown topeka um, country and food truck festival yep so i know you've yeah done that.
2: we've been we've been lucky enough to last two years to play the the mm-hmm. country and food truck festival here in topeka um probably won't be there this year that's all right you probably ought to get a little uh get a little variety and <laughs> yeah <laughs> we shouldn't be there every year
1: do you play shows in kansas city a lot getting there yep. okay
2: we, uh, as much as I can.
1: Yeah. I didn't know like what, I feel like Kansas City has a pretty good music scene. I just don't really know exactly what their focus is, you know, in terms of, I mean, obviously jazz is a huge thing in Kansas City.
2: Yeah. They've really got a little bit of everything. They got a really good jazz community, a really good blues community. um, And country's really good as well. Lots of, lots of venues are doing a lot of country. Mm -hmm. Several radio stations are always putting on fun events and so we're, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get into some of those.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: This year I started putting this together. I started putting together a monthly songwriter series called the Heartland Troubadours. And, uh, and so each month it will feature three songwriters. One of one being myself mm-hmm. in a different location each month. Okay. So in January we were in Lenexa, Kansas, in the Kansas city area, mm-hmm. uh, in February, this coming Thursday, on February 13th, we will be at, um, in Manhattan, at Cox Brothers Barbecue. Okay. In March, we'll be back in the Kansas City area in Edwardsville, Kansas. In April, we'll be in Lawrence at Con Valley Public House. Um, and and that's all we got booked so far, but working on ones for May, um, working on one for June, and, and it'll just keep going like that all over the place. And like I said, it'll feature different songwriters each month um so i'm i'm bringing along a whole bunch of friends of mine people i have heard before people i haven't heard before um that are all incredibly talented and the the whole goal is just to show you know what kind of talent we have right here in the heartland
1: so what so um during the series uh you guys will just be playing songs what will you guys kind of be doing during a typical one
2: It'll be it'll be kind of like a a Nashville style songwriter's round, okay. But I also like to keep it kind of a jam session, a little mm-hmm. loose, kind of informal. Uh, so basically, the three of us sit up this you know sit up on stage and uh, we take turns playing songs, most of them being original, and uh, and we also jam along to each other. You know, if you know the song, mm-hmm. people throw in some harmonies, they'll throw in some lead guitar, and uh, I always bring a cajon to to throw in some rhythm. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's really enjoyable and you get to hear, uh, some really talented songwriters from right here locally.
1: Yeah. Um, so you said you already did one in January and Lenexa. How did that go?
2: Oh, it was great. It was really great. We had, um, a couple friends of mine named Taylor Lynn Cullen. She's from the Kansas city area. And also Matt Snook was there as well. He, um, He's a really great singer songwriter. He was on Team Blake at one point.
1: Oh, cool!
2: And uh, and yeah, it, we we all had a great time. The three of us just <laughs> just played our songs and and sang along with one another. And pe- people seem to really enjoy it, and I know that I did.
1: So. Yeah, have you ever thought about going on a uh, music competition show like The Voice or I have attempted Idol. It. Have you? <laughs> Which one?
2: Uh, well, I tried The X Factor way back when I was in high school. Okay. And I recently tried uh, The Voice, and I got close, but no cigar.
1: How close? Uh, like, I did was, you make it to the live shows?
2: I was, they say I was in the top 80 out of about 40,000 that auditioned, mm-hmm. but not close enough to get on TV.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't ever, like, in the process where you sat in front of the chairs and they spun around?
2: I was this close to that. Almost. What year
1: did you do that? <laughs>
2: that was very recently. I don't know how mm-hmm. much I'm supposed to talk about it.
1: To oh, be are you under like contract <laughs> or something?
2: Uh, I was I was almost almost on the season that is about to air. Okay. In like a month. Gotcha. Or I guess it's the end of this month, the mm-hmm. end of February. So
1: Would you ever try to do something like that? I need that to reread
2: again? the contract to figure out how much I'm supposed to talk about it since I got I feel bootied. like we didn't
1: really give anything away. <laughs>
2: yeah i was um i was actually in la um in september and i wasn't allowed to tell anybody where i was so i had to just like take off we were supposed to be gone Mm -hmm. for a month but they they kicked me off after like a week and a half for some reason
1: (laughs) what was if if you can talk about this part what was the process like for you of doing that
2: it was really interesting it actually um uh it was a really good opportunity to learn more about singing, and and doing the best I can on songs. Frankly, as far as singing goes, I had always just kind of done what you know, just done it by feel, done what felt right. And then this this was a good opportunity to compare myself to other to to really incredible singers and uh, and get a better idea for how you know. Oh wow, we, you should really think about like how you're going to sing each part of a song, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, how, why did you choose the voice compared to maybe like American Idol?
2: Uh, I had, the whole process started like a, a year or two ago and I think at the time American Idol hadn't even come back yet. Oh, okay. So I just stuck with the voice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Would you ever consider doing Idol or doing the voice again?
2: We'll see. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still deciding.
1: Yeah. It. Fair, fair. Okay. It that's does. really cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was actually just this reading. <laughs> I was just reading an article yesterday about um, country singers who have are well known now that um, like made it on Idol or The Voice, and you know they just but they just like didn't make it far. And, like, but they've still like been able to you know make it in country music. So mm-hmm.
2: the one I know of is Morgan Wallen.
1: Oh, was he on there?
2: He, yeah, I think he. He made it onto someone's team and then got out in, like, the knockout rounds.
1: Oh, okay. I saw, like... He was on
2: there as, like, a rock singer.
1: Oh, really? Well, I saw... One of the really interesting ones that I saw was... Do you know who Chris Lane is? Yes. He auditioned on Idol with his brother as a rap duo. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting. Goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can
2: you can start to see um why we don't think some of the stuff on country radio sounds like country.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right. So, um we're going to let you play some songs. Um how many songs are you going to
2: play? How many do you want?
1: We <laughs> we don't care. Um <clears throat> We've been telling people like two to three songs, Um, but we want you to like dissect your songs. So I'll let you kind of take the reins on that in terms of how you want to dissect them. But if you could dissect the ones that you're gonna play, right? Yeah,
2: let's do let's do a couple from the EP, okay? And I'll do one new one that'll be on the album. Perfect. Yeah, please. I think I'm gonna go ahead and start with Shadows on the Shades. And it is a song. Uh, I like to say sometimes songs are written from like a really personal place, a, uh, you know, a personal story, a true story that happened. Luckily, I made this one up, <laughs> 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 and uh, and I think that's a, a really neat thing about songwriting is that you can just make things up, or you can tell a really uh, personal story as well. This is one that I was just at home one night thinking about uh, how you can you can walk around the house and people could like be outside and see your shadow on the shades on the blinds that you have pulled down like if, if you want privacy you can pull the blinds down but they could still see, see your shadow moving around and somehow that just sparked like this idea and I was like oh my gosh it's like a cheating song yes let's do it. So, uh, yeah, this one's called Shadows on the Shades. All right, take
0: it away. We plan to meet here at 7 o'clock, and you come walking in at 718. Tell me the traffic didn't go your way, but I know where you've really been tried to surprise you earlier tonight that's when i learned the truth i came to pick you up at home but you weren't alone i know because unlike you your shadow can't lie it tells the truth that you hide of your wicked romance were all on and they shined like the dawn and so you were betrayed by the shadows on the shades go ahead and tell me that I've got it all wrong it's all just a misunderstanding I'll sit and watch you weave your web of deceit But I ain't living in your fantasy You can tell me that it was a mistake Get down and back from the floor But the way I saw it you didn't want to stop But I've seen what happened behind closed doors Your by the shadows on the shades and now it all sinks in and the tears fill your eyes and we both know why cause you're never gonna see me again your shadow can lie it tells the truth that you hide Your wicked romance I watched the darkness dance You had the blinds all pulled down But one thing you didn't think about Is the lights were all on and they shine. (laughs) (laughs) So good. <laughs> it
2: out there. Good. It. <laughs> that is interesting. And the story behind it, obviously, it kind of all made up. But, like, it, the visuals, man, you can still kind of, like, imagine the whole story. Well, that's especially... That's, that's one fun part about uh, making things up, is it can just kind of go wherever you want it to go. And it's... And don't get me wrong, I love doing... Um, I love doing personal stories, too. In fact, I think that's what I'll do next. But... um that's the fun of all of it is you're either telling us – you can either tell a story that happened or you can uh, completely make one up from scratch or you can do some, something kind of in between. Um, I thought I was really clever for coming up with the lion shadows on the shades and then I heard it in a Woody Guthrie song <laughs> and found out that he beat me to it by 80 years. But uh, I'm sticking with it anyways. <laughs> there you go. All right, what do you got next? Uh, so the next one, in fact, uh, both of these are on my EP that came out in the fall, <clears throat> and this one is a lot more truthful. <laughs> it's It kind of came about after I heard so many songs on the radio, on country radio these days about, like, meeting a girl at the bar and falling in love with her that night, and me being, just kind of thinking, that isn't very realistic, <laughs> At least not in my experience. Frankly, uh, in a bar, I'm a pretty uh, shy, timid guy. And so I came up with this song called Reasons Not to Take a Chance.
0: (laughs) Something about her drowns out the noise. Drinking her wine in a beer joint, a smile like nothing I've ever seen. My friend says you should say hello. I say nah, man, I don't know. I bet she doesn't really want to talk to me. She's probably here with her friends, just wants to hang with her girls at the bar. Probably aren't taken they look like that they usually are the band is playing a song that tells me to ask her to dance but i'll stay right here thinking of reasons not to take a chance been good at that sort of thing I don't have a clue what I'd say I'll just let her enjoy her night this happens most times that I go out yes I'm used to it by now one of these days gonna give it a try she's probably here with her friends just wants to with her girls at the bar probably already taken they look like that they usually are the band is playing a song that tells me to ask her to dance but i'll stay right here thinking up reasons not to take a chance she's walking out the door how many times before i'm not scared anymore she's probably here with her friends just wants to hang with her girls at the bar probably already taken they look like that they usually are the band is playing a song that tells me ask her to dance but i'll stay right here thinking up reasons not to take a chance So those two
2: are uh, on the EP that's out now on streaming services, wherever. Um, this one is a new one that is going to be on the album coming out this year. I wrote it just a few months ago with a friend of mine, and this is one that is uh, while the first song "Shadows on the Shades" was made up, luckily, and the second song. Reasons Not to Take a Chance, was a more personal story. This one is like sort of a made-up story that comes from a personal place. So it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I was doing a co-write with my friend Leah Watts, who is another singer-songwriter from the Kansas City area, who's really talented. And we were sitting there trying to decide what to write a song about. And we were talking about, similarly to reasons not to take a chance, we were talking about trying to meet people in bars or at dances and things. And she just looked at me and was like, do you know how to two-step? And I said, no, I can't two-step at all. Do you know how to two-step? She said, no, two-stepping is impossible uh, because it's called two-stepping, but there's three steps Mm -hmm. to a four-four song. None of it makes any sense to a musician, so it's impossible. (laughs) So we decided to write a song about how we cannot two-step. And that is how this uh, lovely Valentine song or this this lovely song came about uh, called Two-Step and Heart. (laughs)
0: Stage packing up my sex string She said do you dance as good as you sing I turned around and to my surprise I said no but I sure can try I knew I had a rhythm but I didn't understand I saw work through why she still held my hand. I stepped on her boots, she smiled at me. Said, pull me close and follow my lead. I four stepped right in her two stepping heart. The look in her eyes told me right from the start feet and three beats couldn't break us apart I four-stepped right in her two-stepping heart She said I'll see you next Saturday night I practiced all week until I thought I had it right she laughed at me as I counted out loud and I was embarrassed, she was so proud I four-stepped right in her, two-step heart. The look in her eyes told me right from the start These feet and three beats couldn't break us apart I four-stepped right in her two-stepping hard We're still together and I still can't dance She still takes the lead and still holds my hand I four-stepped right in her two-stepping hard The look in her eyes told me right from the start and three beats couldn't break us apart. I four stepped right in her two stepping hard. I four stepped right in her two stepping hard. I four stepped right in her two stepping hard. I four stepped right in her two stepping hard.
1: Memos is recorded in the studio at the Topeka Capital Journal in Topeka, Kansas. Brianna Childers is a reporter for the Capital Journal. The podcast is produced by Everett Nelson, photographer for the Capital Journal. Original music comes from Brighton Stoll. She
0: laughed at me as I counted out loud. I was embarrassed. She was so proud. I 4 stepped right in her to stepping hard. The look.